Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the show. On this episode of the podcast, we will be discussing everything Ezra Brooks. We'll go through the history of the distillery, current news, and of course, our personal favorite aspect of the show, the tastings. With me, as always, is my intrepid and brilliant co-host, Andy Kleshik. Andy, how are you doing on this fine Saturday afternoon? You know, I can't complain. Been enjoying the weather here in Cincinnati lately. Absolutely. Um, And we just, um, you know, this is more me news. But I'll say at least there's a couple exciting things happening for you as well to go yeah. along with it. I just uh, gifted you a new whiskey glass today for, for a yeah. very special occasion. Very special occasion. I don't know if we've had a chance to discuss this since we uh, last recorded. Yeah, I, can't, I don't know if we, we have either. We took a little uh, summer hiatus because I went out to uh, Las Vegas. Celebrated C- your 30th. City of Sin to celebrate my 30th birthday. And it was actually kind of nice because not only do we get to celebrate my 30th birthday, we also got to celebrate my engagement. Uh, yeah. To my future wife, and uh, you are have agreed to be one of my groomsmen, which I'm uh, super, which I'm super excited my about. Pleasure. Yeah, I hope you're as excited. Uh, and of course, I'm doing little. Um, no one else has been asked yet. You're the only person I've asked is my wedding party, um, and the reason is a few of them are. I, I was kind of ca- uh, compiling these uh, groomsmen and best man gifts. I was going to send out these these boxes with some some fine whiskey and some and some whiskey glasses. So I got you the. Um, uh, you've Old Forester 1920. Exactly, the prohibition with this style. Fantastic whiskey glass. Just, why don't you describe the glass to the, the folks? Out there? So it looks like a fairly standard rocks glass that you'd find like some, um, at least some whiskey based cocktails in, or like that you would see people pour, you know, if you're at the bar, pour like a neat pour in. Um, and basically, it's, you know, it's got my name. I'm assuming yours is. Um, Got your name and yeah. So what is it? Re- read, read it off lettering. there. Read it off there. Too. Um. So mine looks at says you know Andy and then uh, groomsmen and then the date of your wedding that you're expecting your wedding to be. Yep, June eleventh, twenty twenty two. Um. Yeah. So really excited about the wedding. Uh, excited about some of the whiskey we're gonna be drinking out of these groomsmen uh, gifts. Yeah. Man, I always pour you too much. I I swear. It is what it is. <laughs> Celebrating uh, big things, so exactly, it's all good. To, to quote our favorite, um, to quote our favorite character on Silicon Valley, Jonathan Yang. Jonathan, special Yang. occasion. It's a very special <laughs> occasion. Yeah, so we're uh, we're obviously very excited about that. Johnny's uh, coming over to the crib later. We're gonna hang out with him. Um, I'll have asked him by the time this is posted, so I'm not too worried about it. I'm gonna Hopefully ask him. Hopefully, it's a yes. Gonna ask him to be my best man, which I'm hoping, of course, that um that he'll he'll say yes to. But lots of exciting things happening. We have some. Hopefully, you know, I just uh, got some leads on some possible live podcasts that might be coming up. So we're you know uh, we're in early stages of that, but we got some exciting things brewing, dis, uh, distilling here uh, for her distill discussion. So we're really excited. Um, but without further ado, Andy, why don't we just jump right on in and tell the folks everything they need to know about Ezra Brooks. Yeah, of course. So Ezra Brooks Bourbon, um, so it was founded originally in about 1957 by uh, Frank Silverman under the Hoffman Distilling uh, Company umbrella conglomerate um, at that time. Um, Unfortunately, though, the original brand only lasted like two decades. Um, It was just something that their parent company, uh, Hoffman Distilling, went out of business and they couldn't find a buyer for the brand. So there was like two to three decades that they uh, were basically defunct in an old name uh, through about the eighties to the early two thousands or 2010s. Um, 
eventually, though, of course, luckily, uh, they were resurrected and the brand was bought out uh, or bought up by um, Luxco Brands, which is, uh, I forget who does them. They're down in Kentucky, Bardstown area, I want to say. Um, of course, their most famous one probably that they do is Luxro Bourbon uh, that, Lux, that Luxco is famous for. Um, and they have a few others under their corporate umbrella, including Rebel Bourbon uh, and David Nicholson Reserve, just to name a few, all alongside, of course, Ezra Books. Um, <clears throat> so the it, actual name, so is it Lux Road Distillery that is responsible? Yeah, Lux Road Distillery owned by Luxco. Gotcha. Um, that's, Luxco is a corporate name, but okay. Lux Road Distillery is the, the, name of the, actual the distillery that distills Ezra Books. Gotcha. gotcha. And I think it was something... I was reading news, uh, I think actually early in 2020, um, MGP announced, I think, intentions, if not outright already agreed upon plans to buy out Luxco, which hmm. would allow, um, you know, of course, anybody that knows MGP knows them as a huge um, power powerhouse for sourcing. Of course. Bourbons. One of the biggest. Yeah. Um Big brand out of the out of Lawrenceburg, Indiana. Um, but it would allow them to actually distill bourbons for their for their own name um, instead of just sourcing to other people. Um, and I think that was announced in January of this year. At least the intention to go through with an acquisition of of Luxco. Um, so you know, still uh, have Lux, that opportunity. This was posted January twenty seventh, twenty twenty one. Quote: Luxco Inc., the St. Louis based distiller of beverage alcohol brands such as Ezra Brooks Bourbon and El Mayor Tequila, has agreed to be acquired by MGP Ingredients Inc. in a cash and stock deal valued at about four hundred and seventy five million dollars. Uh, so somebody's making off well with that, then. Yes. Um, yeah. So that's announced that that's going to go through. Um, this. As far as I've heard past that, Ezra Brooks is still going to be going strong. Just maybe different, um, probably once more details announced, maybe slightly different mash bill and everything there. But more details to come on that. Um, nothing, as far as I know, nothing certain past that. It's just the merger and acquisition are going to happen. Um, cheers, sir. Cheers, yeah. Um, and, of course, post-resurrection, you know, they've gone through several changes. Um Beyond just that acquisition. Um, initially, they were... Um, what When Luxco and Luxro and everybody were setting up their um, operations prior to them now having the distillery to distill it on their own, which I think opened up in 2017 or 2018. So probably Ezra Brooks would be new. Coming on the market soon, like Luxro's um, own juice. Um within the next year or two. Um, gotcha. It was initially sourced from Heaven Hill, or at least that was the rumor I have on it, was they were sourced by um, Heaven Hill and then bottled and everything by Luxco and Luxro. Um, yeah, so it, so it was, as of 2018, that's when the dis Luxro distillery was actually up and able to start functioning, um, distilling their own product out of Bardstown, Kentucky. Um and, of course, you know, they're going to sit there, not just having the distillery, but that's out there in Bardstown. That's when they're going to sit there and have their, um, that's where they're going to have their visitor center and do all, I think, do all the tours and everything in order to um, 
allow us onto the premises and see everything they're doing. And of course, they're um, going to be one of the youngest brands on the main Kentucky Bourbon Trail. Um, not the craft trail, which is a separate thing, but the main trail. Um, so that, uh, so that's a lot up until this point, you know, now they've kind of been, um, operating strong. Uh, like, jo- like you said, John, they were initially founded in, uh, St. Louis, Missouri, uh, home to another big brand, alcohol brand, uh, Anheuser, Anheuser Busch. Oh yeah. <laughs> for, any, for, anybody, for anybody in America who knows that. <laughs> I've never heard of Bud Light before. <laughs> I, I, I don't know how many people have heard of Budweiser <laughs> and Bud Light. <laughs> and like the 17 billion different brands that they now own. Right. Um, but, you know, great town, great town for alcohol production traditions there. Of course. Um, but of course now, you know, they're going to be bought out by MGPs. And for half a billion dollars. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it probably made sense though, um, for them to do. I mean, it was something that, uh, for Ezra Brooks, at least specifically, um, Luxro for their rye, they were actually already using, um, MGP's 95.5 mash bill, rye mash bill, um, for any of their rye, for any of their rye whiskeys that they're offering. And then on the bourbons, um, at least as far as I know, I don't think it like I was saying earlier, I don't have direct confirmation, but I'm pretty sure. And based on all the sources I can find, I'm pretty sure they were using heaven Hill sourced juice for the bourbons, which was heaven Hills mash bill of their, uh, 78 corn, 10% rye, 12% malted barley to make their bourbons. Um, so far before they were able to now start making their own bourbons and everything on their own with the distillery. Uh, of course, all these then would get into, um, end up being bottled into several different products. Of course, their Ezra Brooks bourbon, which is the main um, product that they have. Then they have a blended whiskey, a straight rye, and then they have a Ezra Brooks 99, which is their 99 proof uh, bourbon. Then they have a seven-year, Old Ezra seven-year barrel strength bourbon. And they also have a um, bourbon cream, which is a trend I've seen a lot of um, bourbon distilleries at least start to do. Basically, it's imagine Bailey's, but instead of an Irish whiskey in it, you're substituting bourbon in it. Interesting. Um, I've had Buffalo Traces. They don't taste bad. I mean, yeah. if you put it in a coffee or something like that, it if, would be good. If that's what you're looking for. Yeah. <laughs> if you're looking for that little pick-me-up on a Saturday or Sunday morning there to get a over little that. hair of the dog. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, it would be good. God, I swear I needed some of that this morning. <laughs> yeah. I do love the uh, facility. Bardstown, uh, you know, there there's a lot of great products coming out of that region of Kentucky specifically. Oh, yeah. Which is really cool. Um, the facility, very modern, sleek, updated um Barn with like a lot of glass, you know, a lot of hardwood floors. Yeah, really, really good. Uh, good, really cool facility. look. And I definitely think if you're in, you're if you're doing like a Bardstown type um, bourbon crawl, I think this is definitely yeah. a, a if must you're, hit. If you're hitting that part of the bourbon trail, you gotta hit Luxro. Exactly. I think. Uh, exactly. So I mean, I think that's 
You know, that's everything we need to know. Are we ready, Andy? Taste are we it. ready for the tastings? Yeah. Let's do it, folks. All right, we're gonna. So we're really excited about this. We have a couple of different products from Ezra Brooks that we're gonna try today. Uh, and I apologize, uh, we don't have the regular Ezra Brooks. Uh, but we have a couple, a little slightly more rare yeah. bottles. We have the Ezra Brooks ninety nine, which uh, was uh, I think I believe the actual official release date was January of twenty twenty one, January of okay. this year. Um, so we're, we have the Ezra ninety nine that we're really excited about. And uh, we have, uh, as well as we, we have the Ezra, the old Ezra Seven Years, which is a very, very sought after bourbon. Came out a couple years back. For, uh, yeah. I think it was back in 2018. And, and this is the most re- uh, recent release of it. So we're going to try both. We're going to sample both of those. We're going to start with the Ezra Brooks 99. So if, you, if you're lucky enough to have one uh, or, or, you know, pour yourself a glass of the Ezra Brooks 99. If not, um, get something similar and uh, drink along with us. And uh, right here in a minute, we're going to dive into the tastings. All right, folks, time for the tasting. As always, of course, we're going to start with the nose. So let's give the Ezra Brooks 99, uh, which, of course, is short for 99 proof. Let's go ahead and give that a sniff here. Got some leather on there. Very light. Oh, yeah, a lot of yeah. leather. Very, very light for a 99 yeah. proof, though. Light, light, light smell to it. Uh, for a, Exactly, for a 99 proof. I'm getting um, a little bit of vanilla. <clears throat> I'm getting caramel. I'm not getting those nose. I'm getting more like a little bit of the barrel char, oh, a yeah. lot of a lot of leather in it, a lot of tobacco. I get the char. I get the char in the leather as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Which the, the, and to be fair, the vanilla caramel I'm getting are very light notes. Yeah. Like very light. Very. Yeah. Um, but I am I'm getting those a little bit. But I do the, the leather and the charredness is, is immediately what what I what I uh, yeah. I pick up on. Um, Which I I mean, if this is true that it was source from heaven hill it's very very stereotypical heaven hill nose and notes and everything yep not that it's a bad thing i mean some of the some of heaven hill stuff i like it's charcoal um, mellowed charcoal mellowed okay so i kind of be somewhat similar to like what uh the lincoln county process in tennessee like what jack daniels or uh deckle does uh absolutely where they'll str- that charcoal melon will make it a little bit smoother what you get on the nose? I mean, it's very smooth. And someone's told me before that they don't think a char you can you know a good bourbon can be charcoal mellowed. I don't necessarily agree with that. It might not be my favorite way to, to you know just if you, you know, do it right. Them, I think is good. I it agree. can be good. I agree. Yeah. I mean, see, like Jack Daniel's single barrels. Exactly. Let's give it a taste, folks. It's it's relatively bold, I think, considering how light yeah. the the nose was. Yeah, yeah, the palate is far more upfront and in your face. Yeah, it's in, some of the Look, flavors are immediately noticeable. Yeah, I'm still and very like much get, in your face. Yeah, I'm still very much getting like a leather and barrel char note in it. Yeah, uh, less still, so I think than the nose. I think the nose it literally like it was the first thing I noticed. Yeah. Oh and yeah, it's not as noticeable in the in the, in the palate. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I'd agree with you there. I'm still getting some um, sugariness to it, like some brown sugar mixed with yeah. caramel. I'm getting a little bit of that. I get that on the palate more so than the nose. Yeah, I yeah. No, I agree. Um, but very, very, uh, very oaky. Some and... nutty notes on there for me. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Um, but it's, I mean, excuse me, it's not my favorite 99 proof or, or no. you know, or favorite bourbon, but... Um, I mean, it's if you're not a bad representation, no, not at all. I think it's very good. I've had them in the, I've had this in the old Ezra seven before. I don't think this is going to, I don't think it stacks up quite, but I mean, yeah. I mean, it's not going to blow your mind it, out of the water, right? But if you're, but if you're comparing the 99 to the regular 90 proof, 
I mean, there's no comparison. The 99, oh, I think, yeah. is better. Absolutely. Yeah, very much so, yeah. I, I finish. Um, it's still kind of sweet, but it, it, it's very dry and... I get and, some and, like I get a lot of leather in the in the, in the finish yeah, as well. I get kind of like like on on when I on the when I tried it on the palate, like I get some kind of on my gums and stuff. I got like some like rye spice. Yes, I agree. Um, one hundred percent, or at least what I typically associate with like what you get in a yeah. rye, like some of that spiciness on and, it. And I notice a lot of that in the finish as well. But it's not, yeah. But it's not as for me. It's a little bit more muted and not as long lasting. It, I agree. It fades away pretty quickly. Yeah. All right, folks. Uh, finish up your drinks, and then we're going to dive right into the old Ezra 7, which we are extremely excited about. Uh, we'll be right back. All right, folks, now it's time for the old Ezra 7, age 7 years, in case you were wondering. Um, I'm very excited about this one. This is actually, this is barrel strength. I think it only comes in barrel strength, actually. Uh, yeah. 58.5% uh, uh, alcohol by volume, 117 proof. Um I'm super excited. Also, charcoal mellowed, and this is a fantastic whiskey. Uh, make sure you've poured yourself a glass, and we'll dive right into the tasting here. Let's, of course, as always, start with the nose. Ooh, a lot stronger on the nose. I get a lot more of like a molasses, mm-hmm. uh, brown, 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 brown sugary. Sugar. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm still getting some hints of vanilla. Yeah, some vanilla in there. It reminds me um, this this store I used to buy like a bourbon barrel aged. Um, um, balsamic vinaigrette from hmm. um, it reminds me very much of that that like it smells very back in Indianapolis at least um, it's still very light for yeah, a for how strong it is yeah yeah I mean it's very light for that proof I mean even you compare it obviously one of the most famous examples or on the mar- or most readily available on the market products uh, Old Forester 1920 which is 115 proof your groomsman gift <laughs> yeah um, you know, that is a lot sharper on the nose. This is a lot, and maybe it's just the charcoal mellowing, um, doing a trick. This is a lot more smoother. It's a lot more mellow on the nose comparatively. Yeah. Let's give it a taste. Definitely noticeable. <laughs> it's definitely strong. Noticeable difference. 117 yeah. is no joke. No. Not at all. So um, you're gonna notice it. I think it is smooth for a 117, but but it's still there. It, it very bold. To let you know it's there. Yeah, I'm I'm getting a lot of the similar flavors. Um, kind of. A, I feel like Ezra Brooks is pretty consistent across the board. Still a yeah. lot of oak, like spicy rye oak type. Well, not rye, like spicy oak, and then yeah. a lot of. Um, some like some some caramely leatheriness to it. Yeah, like this has a lot more tobacco notes. That the Ag- agreed, agreed. That the Ezra ninety nine had on the nose. This has those tobacco notes in the flavor of it. Absolutely. Me. Finish um, sticks around with me for a while, but it's oh, yeah. not. It's Far not. Above un, it's not a likable. Ninety nine. I like the. I like the the finish. Yeah. Oh yeah. You, th- you say you think it's better than the ninety nine? Like hands down. I mean, I know it's what like eighteen proof higher, something like that. Yeah. Um. Yep. I know it's a little bit higher proofage. Still, though, hands down, far and above better than yeah. their 99 proof. Finish is pretty dry as well, I would say. But overall, I really like it. And um, honestly, I just I think it's a great whiskey overall. 
All right, folks, that's it from us this week. Make sure you go over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure you subscribe, leave a review, and listen uh, to Distilled Discussion. Share it on your social media. We really appreciate all your guys' support. Have a great week. Pour yourself another drink, and don't worry, America. We'll be here to drink with you next week.